Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm James Sharp and with me is my Leicester Mercury colleague, Jordan Blackwell, uh, as we preview the game against Arsenal in the Premier League um, on Wednesday. Um, And we kick things off with a little bit of injury news. We found out at the press conference that, once again, Wes Morgan will be out for Leicester. They'll be out there, captain, um, who obviously came back uh, to lead the team out against Atletico Madrid in the Champions League quarterfinal second leg. Having not played or even trained for a month, he, he overstretched his hamstring. And uh, as a precaution, Craig Shakespeare will be leaving him out against Arsenal. Um, Jordan, how big a blow will that be? Um, it will be a blow because Wes uh, will start games. He, he is the captain, he is the leader in the team. Um, I don't think it's as much a blow as we might have thought it was a, a, a month ago. Uh, before Ben Luan had played and, and shown that, that he's more than capable. Um, so I think now that Ben Luan and Huth have proved that they can they can play well together, I think it's it's not as much of a worry. But certainly Shakespeare seems confident that, that it's not a, it's not going to be a long absence for Morgan, that he could even be back uh, in time for West Brom on, on Saturday. Uh, yeah, of course, because um, we're without Robert Huth, that second leg um, against Atletico. The fact that Huth is there... Uh, does that give um, Shaky more? Uh, it's it's not as big a blow that Morgan won't be there because Huth is obviously coming back and he's got that experience. Yes, definitely. I think um, Huth has been the sort of the the steady force in, in Leicester's back line. Morgan's performances improved when Huth first arrived at the club, um, and I think you could probably say the same for Ben Lawan in that his best performances have come alongside Huth as well. Um, so yeah, certainly that's that's. Um, a nice thing to have for Leicester to have um, going into this game against uh, a good team. Um, Wes isn't the only person who, who's going to be out. Islam Slomani continues to be out um, with with a groin injury, uh, but I, I suppose with the, the form of Leonardo Ujoa that he showed, maybe missing Slomani isn't as as big a blow as, as you would think it might be losing a thirty million pound striker. Yeah, I don't think um, that it's too big of a worry for for Leicester. They've got enough strikers. I, I don't think um, Slimani would start anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly, uh, Leo's back in the frame. Uh, he's done well in his few substitute appearances, particularly against Atletico Madrid, when he, his hold up play was really good. Um, and he's he's more suited as a target man uh, than Slimani is. Uh, Slimani's more of a a tall poacher than a than a target man. Um, so there's there's enough uh, there's enough attacking options for Leicester not to be too worried about missing Slimani. Mm. Uh, and finally on the injury front, just to round that all off, um, and then Palace Mendy or Papi Mendy's torrid first season at Leicester City um, is well is over because he's been ruled out um, for the rest of the campaign after having yet another operation on a on his ankle and he had one at the end of last year to remove a. Uh, a loose bone in his ankle after being injured against Arsenal on his debut at the start of the season but apparently that, that hasn't cleared up and he's been to specialists back and forth and 
He's had to have another operation on that ankle to re to remove another bit of bone. I have to think they've got to the bottom of the problem, but it's, for someone it's, it costs so much money. It really has been a it's been a horrible first season. Yeah, and he'll, he'll be he'll be really disappointed because one of the reasons he came to Leicester was because I remember him saying, you know, he had this opportunity to play in the Champions League and he didn't get that opportunity. Uh, his former club Nice are now mounting a, a title challenge in in France, um, and obviously he was captain there, so he he was a key part of their team. Um, but to, to miss a whole season through injury is is terrible luck, and particularly with one injury that that doesn't seem to be going away. Um, I think he might feel, with there being an end to it now, he's because he's not trying to get back. He's tr not trying to to force his way back into the team before the end of the season. Maybe that takes some of the pressure off his recovery. Um, they don't need to they don't need to rush him in any way. They've got plenty of time for for rehab on this second ankle operation. Uh, and so they can try and get him back and ready to do fitness training at the start of July uh, for pre-season. Um, yeah. But certainly, he, he does have a he does have a future at the club. I think it, um, his performances with Nice showed that. It's not necessarily his performances with Leicester because we've we've seen very little of him. Um, but I think to to discount him already, bearing in mind he's had such terrible injury luck, um, wouldn't be a wise decision. Yeah, uh, Shakespeare touched on it in his press conference, didn't he? Where he said that. Uh, Papi had felt the pressure to to get back and get performing and get out on the pitch where, and they said, well, no, like you need to get you need to get fit first, um, and he also said that he thinks fans had seen just a glimpse of what he's capable of, um, which obviously is hopefully the case for next season. But will he have a little bit of he'll have a bit of competition next season, won't he? Because you've got Matthew James out on loan. If he comes back in as a central midfielder, that's another central midfielder there at the club. It, it's not going to be. It's going to be difficult for the, for Mendy to force his way in. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think if if Matty James does come back, and I think his performances with Barnsley um, have shown that he deserves another chance to 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 play for Leicester and to to play alongside that maybe the likes of Drinkwater and Ndidi. Um, that well, that gives then Leicester six central midfielders with Amate and King um, and Mendy in there as well. So that's, I mean, that's a lot of competition uh, and a lot of a lot of good players and a lot of players that you would say deserve at least some game time throughout the season. Um, whether the sensible thing is to to start playing Amate in a more defensive role, we've seen him play at right back, we've seen him play centre back for Ghana. Um, then maybe you could find then you maybe find space for all of them in that case. But um, Six central midfielders is a lot, and there might be a, there might be a case that uh, that one of them ne needs to be sold. Yeah, um, obviously Mendy will hope it's not him after not being able to show what he's done here. Um, yeah, he touched on Amati being a central midfield. He's done so well at centre back for Ghana in the African Cup of Nations, and he still Leicester never really want to play him there at all, which uh, a lot of fans find odd. Yeah, I mean particularly with um, with 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 the back three. Um, that that Leicester have had a, a couple of times uh, over the past couple of games, with Fuchs playing in there, um, and uh, actually I think it was against Crystal Palace when uh, Ben Luan came off mm. instead of bringing on uh, Amate to play centre back, Chilwell came on, Fuchs shuffled inside. Um, so I think given that they're they're forcing a left back to play centre back, not that Fuchs is is um, you know he has played centre back before he played there for Austria. Um, but given Amate does have experience there and he's, he's the sort of player that they could perhaps build into a really good um, centre-back given he's already got mm. the, the skills on the ball. Yeah. Um, 
it's probably disappointing to see that Leicester have not tried it more, but maybe that's the sort of thing they would try more in pre-season and um, it's something they can look forward to next season. With with points on the line, it, it's maybe not the right time to do it. Yeah, very true. Um, something else that Shakespeare was asked about quite a lot in his um, in his press conference by a lot of the national written press, obviously Leicester are almost safe now, they're out of the Champions League, so some of the journalists need to start looking forward towards the end of the season and things start getting speculated about whether Leicester can keep hold of their players and no Champions League football. So Shaky was asked whether he will, the club will find it more difficult to keep hold of their players without Champions League football. Um, but he was very adamant by saying, no, we're not a selling club. Um, we don't have to sell players that are under contract. If bids come in, we can reject them. And he said from speaking to the players, they are all happy there. Um, but from from your point of view, for, for people like like Casper and Riyad, um, who have shown they can do it on the on the biggest stage, not being able to do that next season, is it going to be difficult if clubs who do have European football come sniffing around? Um, I think it is. I don't. I think no matter um, how adamant Shakespeare is, and yes, he's right saying that the the players are under contract and they they're treated very well at Leicester. They're pay, they're paid very well. Um, you know, footballers are ambitious and they, they have a short career and there's not many opportunities to, to play at the highest level. Um, I think the main one f- for me is Schmeichel. Yeah. Uh, I think because he's proven that he's, he's, got, well, he's got better every season with mm. Leicester, I would say. Uh, and particularly this season, he's been Leicester's most consistent performer. Uh, his performances in the, in the Champions League have been exceptional. And he's not... Uh, he's probably getting towards his prime as a goalkeeper. So now is the is the time to buy him um, if clubs are interested. And I think there's a few teams that could be interested, but I think we'll have to see. Uh, I don't think Casper would leave to be to, uh, to be a number two. No. So he'd have to be a number one at a, a team playing in Europe. So I think there would have to be a bit of a goalkeeper merry-go-round. Um, whether that creates a, a space at Manchester United if David De Gea leaves. Uh, obviously, he's always been mooted uh, of a move to, to Real Madrid. Um, I, I think he'd struggle to, to turn that down or I think he he'd, would want that move. Um, it would mean him being asked questions about his dad, which he hates. Yes, yes, but I think he would put up with that um, <laughs> to play for Manchester United, which is, which is his team. Um, the only other team uh, that seemed like they're interested and, and probably could do with a new goalkeeper are Everton. Uh, neither uh, Robles or Stecklenberger are, pat- are particularly great first choices, um, and they will ha- they will likely have Europa League football next season. But maybe Schmeichel's setting his sights higher than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, there's always the possibility with Schmeichel that he, he could move move abroad. Um, so he was the key one for me. The others, um, I can't really see enough clubs coming in for them that that, that they would think of moving away. No, and um, I think that's that's. Positive, and I think speaking to, I've spoken to Shaky and Wes and um, Wilfred and Didi. All three of them have said that they have that Leicester have this special bond at Leicester. They've, they've managed to get that back after a bit of a fractious first half of the season. But they obviously they're going to say positive things into the press. But but all of the noises you get out of the camp is that they have they do have such a special bond here. Um, even from someone like Wilfred and Didi, who's only been here since January to. To, to already get a sense of how great things are and even when there were those reports about Manchester United being in for him he was very quick on social media to say that's no that's not true 
um, I'm here, I'm, I'm happy here, which are, are only positive things. I mean, obviously, a nice little segue into the only one that Leicester lost really last season, which was N'Golo Kante, and he was the big one that Leicester didn't hold on to, and he's gone on to great things again. He looks like he's going to win his second Premier League title, and he's now also the PFA Player of the Year, which is not only brilliant for him, but also a pat on the back for Leicester's, um, Leicester's recruitment team. Yes, uh, and they deserve that to to find a player like um, the quality of Kante that that has come into English football and um, been so influential on two different teams um, is is an astonishing find. Um, I'd say he's probably not quite as uh, as good scouting as Mares was. I think Mares was probably went was a little more under the radar. I think Kante had just cropped up on everybody's radar yeah. by the time Leicester bought him. Um, but certainly, he he is one of the top players in the league. I would say Hazard is probably more influential for Chelsea and probably did deserve it. So you would have given it to Hazard? I think so. Um, but I can understand why um, Kante was, was given it by the players. Um, because he's been so influential for two different teams. Winning it back-to-back -back with two different teams is, is, a, is a big achievement. Uh, and also, Hazard's won it before, mm. uh, a couple of years ago. And I think maybe the pe people factor that in. But... Um, Certainly, I probably would have had Hazard and Kante second, so it's not it's not a too much of an injustice. Um, but I think the kind of role that Hazard plays is more difficult than the role Kante plays, even though Kante does it exceptionally. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, for me, I think he's he's the right he's the right pick. I mean, I get the Hazard thing, but I always think, well, so Willian could come in and do Hazard's job, Pedro could come in and do Hazard's job, possibly not quite as influentially or quite as well. But I always find that Kante's what he does there is, is is more difficult to to replicate. Um, but anyway, moving on to more Leicester City things, um, the relegation battle because after the game against Palace, they got to, Leicester got to thirty seven points, which has been the average for survival over well since twenty team Premier League. But when I asked Shaky about that afterwards, he said, "Well, the problem is I don't know what the average is for this season, which is the crucial thing, which is quite a nice reply." With the results over the weekend, with Hull, Swansea, Palace all winning, are Leicester safe? Are they not safe? Are we being overly cautious? How do you see it? Um, no, Leicester are not safe. Um, I don't think they can take that mentality um, with with only a six point cushion. I don't think they will. No, they, no, I don't think they will at all. Um, Shakespeare knows that you know the club is not safe until they are mathematically safe, and there's no point thinking um, about it in any other way. Uh, I think Hull. It, I would say Hull and Swansea are in good form. Um, they probably have enough good fixtures to think they could catch Leicester's total. Uh, but I think Leicester, Leicester have enough points at the minute that they will still be in it going into the last game of the season uh, when they have Bournemouth at home. And you would think with Bournemouth probably like, likely to be safe at that point. You would think if Leicester need three points. Um, they will get three points from that game. And I think Watford at home uh, a couple of weeks earlier is another great chance um, to get three points, yeah. um, particularly with, you know, they've hit the 40-point mark now and they're the sorts of teams that are, are a little bit easier to beat because they're... Well, they already look like they are easy yes. to beat, don't they? They look like they're already on the beach. And we've, we've, seen that, we've seen that with Stoke and with West Brom. Um, and it happens with, all, it happens with all teams that they have, they have the 40-point mark in their mind. 
uh, and they do sort of slack off a little bit uh, after that. Yeah. And um, Tony Pulis' royal standard of 40 points. Yes, yes. Um, and th- that's why even going away to West Brom is, is a good chance for Leicester to get some points as well. Um, I think Leicester will be safe. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll get enough points and they'll finish probably around 12th or 13th. Um, but with three of the top six to play, there is a, a, a there is a bit of caution, I think. Yes, because they are six points clear and they do have two games in hand, but those two games in hand are against Arsenal and Spurs, which makes it difficult, which leads on to Wednesday night and um, a trip to Arsenal, which last season was such... Uh, having. Well, a lot of the players after the season finish said that that was they could pinpoint a moment where they which won them the title it wasn't going away and winning at Man City um, it was losing to Arsenal in the last minute um, at the Emirates um, when everyone else thought that Le- this was the sign that Leicester's title charge was going to crack the Arsenal players did lap of honours and took selfies like they'd won the title um, Claudio Ranieri gave the players a week off and they came back and they waltzed it. Um, what are your memories of that game from last season? Um, I remember Kante producing an unbelievable performance in the first half. Um, probably his best half of football all season. Um, I remember thinking it wasn't a penalty on um, for Monreal's tackle on Vardy. Um, I remember having a long argument with Yes, yeah, we had, <laughs> we had plenty of discussions about that. Um, but I think... I think all those things. I think the the players, the, the players managed to take that mentality from that game, which could have been so uh, disheartening. Um, was really admirable of both the players and Ranieri to get them to think in that in that way. Um, so I remember watching it and feeling absolutely gutted of when when Welbeck's header went in. Um, so for the players to turn that into a positive, certainly the week having a week off uh, helped, and uh, not having a game the week after, but. Um, Yes, I think they did very well to turn that kind of defeat into a positive. Um, and I think they will have that in mind going into tomorrow night's game. But given that Arsenal haven't, given that Leicester haven't beaten Arsenal since their return to the Premier League as well. Yeah, or since, was it 1970 odd? Yeah, not won, it, not won it at Arsenal since the 70s. Um, is that going to change? Um, do you feel, how, how, do you, how do you see the game? Do you feel that Leicester can get anything there? I think. Arsenal having played 120 minutes on Sunday will benefit Leicester. Mm. Um, I think there's there's a better chance that they could they could get something because I think Arsenal will have will have put a lot of focus into that game, uh, and as will Wenger because you would say with, with all the speculation around him, winning a trophy would be would be certainly good for him. Um, but they are they are very very good, and they have they have a. a an ultimate match winner in Alexis Sanchez, and they have others like uh, Ozil, and you could even say Giroud, um, that that can win games of football. Um, it will be difficult for Leicester, and I would suggest probably slightly too difficult. Uh, I think Arsenal probably will win, maybe two one, um, but I think there's certainly scope for Leicester to get a point, which would be better than their recent trips to to Arsenal. Um. Arsenal have looked like they've switched to back three um, in in recent weeks. Something that Leicester did to good effect against Atletico Madrid um, in the Champions League. Uh, with Wes out, um, if putting yourself in shaky shoes, sticking two balls under your armpits and wearing a tracksuit, if you can just channel him for a minute, would you 
if you were him, would you stick with your with the trying to do four four two, or would you try and match them and go with three at the back? I would probably do the same thing that Shakespeare did against Atletico, which would be to start with four four two, see how that works. Yeah. Uh, if it doesn't pay off, then at least uh, we know that they can s- switch to a back three, and it might still have an effect. There, at least there is there are two formations to choose from. Um, but I would stick with with the the usual formation to to begin with. Um, I think if if we're matching Arsenal player for player, um, I think you would say Arsenal have more have better quality players. Mm. Um, so a different system probably will benefit Leicester more than it will um, Arsenal. But certainly they've played very well with three at the back. Uh, the wing backs really worked, particularly with Albrighton and Chilwell playing mm. there. They've they've both got the the qualities you need to to be um, good wing backs, both uh, attacking and mm. defensively. Um, so it's certainly a possibility, and I think it's something that Shakespeare will consider. Um, but I would I would go with with four at the back to start with. Mm. Um, and lastly, although you you've already given me yours, I was going to finish on a score prediction. You're going two one. Yes, Arsenal. I'll say two one to Arsenal. I think that would just just be slightly too strong. I'm going to put some bleed into spectacles on and go for one one. Um, and on that note, we shall wrap up uh, this edition of um, Dilly Ding Dilly Dong. Uh, we'll be back later on this week where hopefully Leicester have um, reached the magical forty points. But uh, do check back with us on our website and on our Facebook page. Uh, where you can keep up to date with all the things that are happening at Leicester City.